Mescalero. As you probably know by now, you're listening to a podcast. You get a chance for some of the unique stories out there um, to be heard and, if anything, inspire our community. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Riding on the Wall podcast. I go by the name of Chris Frizzell. We have Blue Shindo in the building, and today we have a special guest. Everybody give it up for Ardina Orozco. How you doing, Ardina? I'm fine. Thank you. That's nice. So, you're running for tribal council, Yes, correct? I am. I decided to throw my hat in the ring and see where it falls. You excited? <laughs> Very excited. Are you are you nervous? Yes, I'm really nervous. <laughs> I guess you should be a little bit nervous, huh? Yes. Oh, just a little bit, but just because I'm not sure what to expect or how to do, how to run for a candidacy. You know, I mean, when you run, you, you hear, look at the, the nationals and the local, um, you know, races and stuff like that, what they have to do, all the um, advertisements and, um, you know, going out and having a platform and you know things like that and i don't know it seems to me it's a little different here in on the res i guess to say is um what you're trying to the message you're trying to get and what you're trying to do for your people you know basically so i was i was always wondering about that too like what the process is like do you go out and deliver pamphlets do you put signs out like um have you done any of that no i have not um that just i was thinking um, a game plan, I guess, before I decided to run was how I was going to get a message out about who I am and what I wanted to do and what I wanted to, um, you know, accomplish with running for council. And with the crazy COVID stuff going on, it was just it, it just made it like one more barrier kind of thing. And so when I um, I happened to be going through uh, Facebook and listen to some of your other podcasts and I was like, hey, why don't I see if I can do something like that and see yeah. if. I can, you know, get on their, their show or how do I get on the show? And so I, I messaged um, your uh, messenger thing and said, hey, can I get on there? Or what can I do? Or what can I, you know, how can get, get on your, your show? And so you said, yes. Awesome. <laughs> well, we're, we're glad you did. We're glad to have you. So for those of the people that don't know you, you want to introduce yourself and we'll sure. give them a little bit of who you are? Um, I would like to think that a lot of people do know who I am. Oh, yeah, that's good. <laughs> Oh, I will put it that way. But um, my name is Ardina Ardina Orozco. Um, I am 49 years old. I uh, am from Muscalero. Um, of course, tribal enrolled member kind of thing. Um, I like to say that I am a product of Riverside Indian School. Oh, wow. Okay. So that goes, there's a long history with that and it has to do with a lot of um, work that I do. It's called historical trauma. Mm-hmm. And so with that is that my mom and my dad met at Riverside Indian School in Oklahoma. Oh. So my dad is, of course, his name is Arden Comanche Sr. He's from here from Muscalero. My mother's name is Nora uh, Standing Elk. Mm-hmm. And so they met in Riverside. Um, after high school, my mom followed followed my dad back over here and basically never left and she spent the um, the next about 35 36 years 
mm-hmm. here in, in Muscalero. Nice. And so that's why I say I'm a product of Riverside Indian School. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. So that's where they met. And, you know, and, and so from that, um, I am the eldest of 12 kids. Wow. Wow. 12. So I'm the eldest. Um, I thought I had a lot of siblings. We'll <laughs> <laughs> um, give you a good run for your money. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm the eldest of 12. And so there's six girls and six boys. Wow. I had no idea. Yeah. So yeah, there's myself. Um, my my um, next one is my brother. So this is really interesting fact. This is always something that I, when we do icebreakers, is a little in, intriguing fact about my, my family is that it goes girl, boy, girl, boy, girl, boy, all the way down to my youngest sister. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So it's me. Cool. So I'm a girl. My brother, Arden Comanche Jr. My sister, Elizabeth. Um, she's um, Elizabeth Comanche. And then... Daybert um, Comanche, um, Gaylene, yeah. and then um, William, and then Sedonia, and then Jordan and Jeremy are my youngest. So between my mom and my dad, there's nine of us. And then my dad went on to have three more kids. And then so after that is um, Brianna Rain um, Comanche. She's my sister. And then my youngest two is Noah Comanche. He's a junior in high school. And then Emmy. She's, um, I want to say seventh grade, sixth grade, something like that. Mm-hmm. So, and she's wow. the youngest. That's so awesome. it goes like the girl, boy, girl, boy, all the way down to yeah. the, my youngest sister. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's super cool. <clears throat> nice little fun facts about you. Um, I'm, gl- I'm actually really happy that you reached out to us too, because, um, you, like you're saying, how are you going to get around everyone during the pandemic? This is the best way to at least deliver your message across, you know, the technology and stuff. So yeah. um, kudos to you for thinking about um, reaching out to us. It's going to be a weird year with COVID and everybody trying to vote and, and get through the time, getting close to each other and stuff like that. So I hope that um, the pandemic doesn't affect, you know, your ability to run and that you have, have as smooth as a, you know, as a campaign as you can have. But, I guess uh, moving moving in, I can't, I'm real interested in your, um, I guess your goals. Like what right now? I guess if you can narrow it down to like one or two, what would be like the first couple of things that you have on your list that you'd like to address if you were to get elected? Well, <clears throat> let me back up a little bit about some of the things that I've learned in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. Um, I've lived here in Mescalero for all of my life. Um, I did go to school in Las Cruces for um, a little bit. Um, and then I went to, um, um, I had my oldest daughter and I didn't get to finish that part. So, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, we can back up. We can back up. Um, so I'm married to David Orozco. We've been married for, um, 25 years, but we've been together for over 30. Mm -hmm. Um, I have three, three children, um, Blair, she's 27, I think. Yeah. Or she's going she just turned her knees <laughs> <laughs> Um, this month. And then I have, um, my young, um, my middle son, his name was Stefan. Um, I lost him when he was 19. Um, and then I have my youngest son, his name is Cullen and he is 19, getting ready to turn 20 next month. So I've seen Cullen. He's really tall. Yeah, he's really tall. He's my <laughs> Northern Cheyenne side. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's, he's got the, the Northern Cheyenne gene in him. And then we raised um, uh, one of my sister's daughters, uh, Lily, and she was she's been with us since she was probably about before she was born, basically. <laughs> oh, okay, your hands are yeah. full. So I have um, I had two girls, two boys, and then I have um, two grandkids. Oh, okay. I have Malaire and Malloy. They're twins. 
um, keep me busy just like you would never believe. Um, they're full of energy. Um, you know, so how, I how old are they? They're, they're eight. They're eight? Yeah, okay. They just turned eight. And so if they were not at their grandma, other grandma's house, run of their grandma's house, they would probably be right here with us. <laughs> I was telling him, Chris, turning your buttons and saying, what's this? What's that kind of thing? We could give them a mic and hear what they have to say. <laughs> oh, yeah. they have, they're very, really intelligent kind of kids. They're, they're active and yeah. they're the, the, the YouTuber oh, generation. Yeah. They yeah. watch YouTube's. Uh, videos about it, everything. Um, this past weekend, Miller watched um, YouTube's for cupcake making. Mm-hmm. Wow. So that's what she did. She yeah, did you it. can learn anything on YouTube. Yeah, these she days. she did. She yeah. was she was learning decoration t- tips and you know things like that. So uh-huh. some people view us as like the dumbest generation for not being able to retain knowledge, but we have all the knowledge at our fingertips. So <laughs> I guess you could ar- argue we're the smartest generation. Cause yeah, we can learn anything at any anything. time. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's really interesting to 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 say that. Um, but then I, I've been a, a prevention director for um, 18 years now. It's going on 18. I've worked in the prevention field for over 18 years. Been prevention director since um, 2010. So basically for 10 years now. Wow. Um, run the, it's called the Muscular Prevention Program. Uh, it's a grant funded program. Does not run off of tribal funds. I have to, if I want to work, I've got to apply for grants. Um you know, from this federal, state level, also do have a couple of grants from the U, from UNM. Uh, work with a, an evaluator to do a lot of data research and things like that mm-hmm. to to gather for our community. And so, when you were asking me about goals that I want to have um, for the tribal council, some of the things that I would like to see is a really strong uh, strategic plan mm-hmm. for um, the tribe. Yeah. Because one of the things that, you know, I've done, I've learned in my um, work is like thinking about seven generations. How are we going to affect or what are some of the things that will affect seven generations? Mm-hmm. So if you can think, excuse me, um, seven generations, <clears throat> some families have five and you, you can even count six mm-hmm. on somebody's generations and within your own families. You think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that my, my dad... There's me, there's my daughter, and then now there's my um, my dad's great great grandkids. So those are already four generations yeah. mm-hmm. in a household, you know, that are around here. Mm-hmm. So how are the um, decisions and policies and you know things that are um, take going to take place in the tribal council chambers or whatever we put together? How does that affect? seven generations forward mm-hmm. you know and so because like i said there's already my, my household there's already four i know if people already have six mm-hmm. yeah you know and so i really would like to see a really strong strategic plan something that um goes forward that the next council you know goes in they saying oh this is what they were working on let's continue that let's yeah. continue something positive let's continue whatever they were trying to um, establish one of the big things is always housing okay so yeah it's a big issue on our reservation you know things like that but what what type of plan has been put in place in order to meet those needs Mm -hmm. you know and stuff and we say that you know oh yes housing's an issue housing issue well one of the things i've learned about is data what is the data showing you know telling us how many homeless people do we have? How many um, families do we see are that are coming up like every year, every generation that need homes? Mm-hmm. And so 
if the council can really put together a really good strategic plan and, you know, see that something, then you, I think we can start to make some progress, you know, within the next five, you know, not even that long, maybe two or three years. So you start to see um, things take place. And even if the council does change, you know, all eight seats change next year, whatever, the they still have some type of plan yeah. to follow for the next, you know, yeah. well, they will, they say, well, we already did all the data research. You see that, yes, there's, you know, 90 home, 90 families that need homes right now kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so that step has already been take place. So then when the new council comes in, they say, okay, the data has been researched. Now, what are the next steps that we need to do? You know? And so that that would be a really strong goal that I would like to. That's really smart. Is that the main thing you need to get grants written? Is is like data? You need to have that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you believe that will work for getting grants for housing here? Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I also know is that um, the squeaky wheel. Uh-huh. You've got to be the squeaky wheel when it comes to federal funds. You've got to be out there, you know, putting your two cents in here, putting your two cents here, putting your two cents here, you know, and things like that. And so the one of the things that I was, you know, thinking about how how would I benefit the tribal council? Mm-hmm. Well, I've done a lot of like training, um, not formal, like going to school training. I don't go, I didn't go to a college for it. I went to what is called a healthy native community partnership. Mm-hmm. And so with that, they teach you very intense um, skills and training. So that way you can go um, and advocate for um, prevention friends for my program. Or um, in our class, there was the gentleman that was um, doing seeds, uh-huh. like natural seeds and stuff like that. So he was trying to do an FDA grant to fund some, um, what do you call it, like community gardens yeah and so the 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 hncp um taught us how to really fine-tune our message let's say you get in an elevator with the president and you are talking about your community you're not going to tell him about you know these this long story about you know this and that and stuff like that you're going to give him a very detailed message about what your needs are for your community a b c d boom and those are the like the facts that he's going to remember. And when he goes and meets somebody else, you know, in another, um, you know, realm or something, he is able to say, you know what? I met somebody from the Muscular Apache tribe and they said they're having housing issues. They're having water issues. They're having, you know, these these, you know, top four issues. And so that puts a little seed in his mind. And mm-hmm. so it goes forward like that. So with some of the training that I've received um, with my work, I believe that it's a benefit that I could, you know, help with the tribal council to move forward in a lot of things that um, we need. So that's, awesome. that, that's what I was curious about when I earlier when I said that's really smart. I was going to ask like what your training was because you know you start talking about data collection, um, and I was going to ask if you learned like on the job for applying your grants, or if you went to training, or if you had some kind of education that taught you yeah. about the data and stuff. So <clears throat> I haven't heard anybody. Um, talk about that type of um, tactic to you know tackling these problems before i think it'd be really effective especially get that seven-year plan going Mm -hmm. and then you have something for the next um eight chairs to move in on Mm -hmm. and and work on i think that'd be great because you seem or we seem to see um failed you know missions because a lot of people will change we interchange so much and i think you know those old motivations get lost but Giving, giving, um, 
new council members a place to start with that plan i'm all for it i think it's a really good idea yeah, yeah. well there's one thing that um, i've always that i've learned is that you hear about saying well we've been doing the same thing for the past 20 years mm-hmm. okay let's change it yeah yeah <laughs> exactly. you know let's do something different let's put something in there that will make a difference let's get in there and you know really educate people's mind about how you know we can do different things um like i said the trainings that i've gone gone to different reservations um, different things just you know um, pop up and some of the people when they talk about what they're doing in their community example is um, one of the Pueblos for Easter so they said that instead of just saying you know they put all their eggs in the middle of the field kind of thing what they do is they challenge the um, community members so they have the first like 10 minutes is the the younger kids and so all the eggs go in the middle of the, the field and stuff like that. And so they have all the parents walk around the field with their little kids. And so when the whistle blows, then they go and they um, look for eggs and then the whistle blows and then they get back off and then they keep walking. Mm-hmm. And so they do that for each age group. So it's just not like mad dash is over in two minutes mm-hmm. or literally like 10 seconds. But yeah, <laughs> but it's something that was really neat that I thought, well, couldn't you do that something for our community um, so the kids could do, you know, come in for a few minutes and hunt eggs and then a whistle blows and they have to go back off. And mm-hmm. it's really like a really short whistle. It's like five or 10 minutes. I mean, seconds. And then mm-hmm. they go on and come off. And then it makes them what they're encouraging is walking exercise. Mm-hmm. So the diabetes program is the one that put on the Easter egg hunt, mm-hmm. you know, and stuff. But those things like that, when you go to different communities, you learn about what something different um you could do to uh, make it more interesting or you know things like that i'm a person who has learned to change your mindset from negative to positive looking at problems looking at issues um you know people say sometimes i have my own family members say well i'm from the res guess what i am from the res too you know i have experienced some of the worst hardships and you know anybody could ever experience Mm -hmm. and um but it is a mindset. Yeah. You know, I have to work hard. I have to do the things I need to do to um, accomplish goals. If I want, if, when I um, put my mind to finish school, it did take me 10 years Where? to graduate from Eastern New Mexico University. Um, and, but it was a long road, you know, because mm-hmm. I had um, literally had two small kids. Yeah. Um, barely making minimum wage, you know, things like that. And kind of, okay. $3 for gas to get to class, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know, kind of thing. Uh-huh. Um, so my last like two semesters um, was with my, when I had my um, youngest son mm-hmm. and I barely squeezed into the uh, desks <laughs> <laughs> and we were still going to school when it was at the Redoso High School, oh, the college there. Yeah. And so I did, I did a lot of um, um, distance learning also. So that's how I was able to get my um, bachelor's degree from Eastern as I did. I didn't go actually to Portales and a lot of that was the, the distance learning and it was just still new too so mm-hmm. i took a lot of classes on there with um, some people from from um, different places so but you know it's a mindset for yourself if you want to do accomplish something you got to change it you got to you know don't be that the thoughts of you know i'm from the res and so that that makes it negative yeah. you yeah. know no i'm say i live in one of the most beautiful places in the world i am very thankful to have everything that I have here in Muscularo, you know, and stuff like that. It's, you know, interesting. When you do go off the reservation, you learn a lot. You know, you. I think to me, you appreciate a lot. Yeah. 
you appreciate the stuff that you do have here, the family that you have close by. Um, for me, I would not be able to help raise my two grandkids without my family. There's no way. And then um, for me, I, I had to ask permission too from some of my family members. Do you think it would be okay if I ran for, for counsel? Because I depend a lot on them. Oh. You know, I depend on them to help me with my grandkids if they need, you know, to be picked up from school. Um, if they need to, you know, they spend the weekend, you know, whatever, if I'm out of town for my work, for training or, you know, for meetings or something like that, they are more than happy to, to take them just like today there when my, my sister, um, Rosie has them for me today. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't be able to do some of those things without family. And yeah. some people say, well, it's really, um, a negative when you have a multi-generational in your family. But mm. if you really, really think about it, that's how the Apaches yeah. have always been grandparents raising their grandkids because you're making sure that they're being taken care of They're you know, the things that they need to do in order for their parents to, you know, go out, you know, 150 years ago was, you know, raid and mm-hmm. do things like that. Mm-hmm. But today it makes, you know, it sense to, you know, having somebody um, take care of them, feed them when they, they need to be, you know, fed or watched and things like that. So, for me, living here in Mescalero has been such a big, a big blessing, and I've I've had the, the pleasure of living off of the reservation, and I, I know what it feels like to you know pay rent, yeah, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, and pay for water, <laughs> yeah, you know things like that. You're like what, <laughs> trash? Yeah, you have to pay for trash, paper trash, oh. <laughs> you know, just those those simple things like that that you really don't think about, but you know, it, you know I'm thankful here. We're very, we, we're very blessed. Yes, we are. You know, and water, mm-hmm. you know, having to pay for water. Uh, my, my eldest daughter went to school in Albuquerque and she called me and she was like, Mom, I got a bill for water. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. But, you know, just some of those things, it's really, you know, interesting to to um, experience. Yeah. Uh, it com- you, you learn a lot about what you are, um, what you're blessed with in mm-hmm. living here in Muscular. So. Yeah. If if we um were to cut the podcast off right here, it would already be a great episode. <laughs> you said so much, and I can't even contain. I had so many ideas cycling through my mind, but um, one of the biggest ones that I wanted to um, touch on real quick is where did you acquire that mindset, that positive um, perspective? Did you is that something you you always had growing up, or something you picked up later on? Um, I believe I have it since I've been since I it's been instilled in me. Mm-hmm. Um, but with some fine tuning with the trainings that I've taken, it has made a whole different, uh, um, like a mentor for me. Her name is Nadine Tafoya mm-hmm. and she's done this training for me and, or, and she was ta- talking about this, basically this paradigm shift Yeah, when you just turn from being negative and thinking about everything that you could think of as being negative. I'm from the res. There's nothing here. There's no jobs. There's, you know, things like that. Mm -hmm. And she talked about how really you can change your mindset, Mm -hmm. you know? And, um, I've did one, a training It's called brain train. You basically train your brain to think about positive stuff. Think about the worst or most negative thing that you do or something that annoys you. So the guy, he was doing this training and he's in Santa Fe and he said every day the train track, the train goes by his house and it goes, 
and so he's like, oh, oh, every time it goes by. And so that feeling you get when you hear the train, you automatically are, you know. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, well, why don't I take my own training? And every time I hear that train coming in or I hear the whistle or something like that. So what he did for like a month, he said he ran outside. Every time he heard it, he jumped and he yelled and he screamed and he was like, yes, woo! <laughs> yeah. And so he was changing his mindset uh-huh. about something negative in his life. Yeah. Like you said, a paradigm shift. Yeah. yeah. So he was training his brain that when he hears the train track, that it would be something positive. Mm. It's the, oh, I, it, rem, with the dogs and the bell, the, uh, uh, pa- Pavlov's. Yeah. Yeah. Pavlov's you know, theory. You know, when you're trained, oh, yeah, the, yeah. the dogs <clears throat> to salivate with the bell and mm-hmm. stuff like that. It's the same thing. You're, yeah. you're changing your mindset, but for a positive. Yeah. for you know things like that so um you know I, like i said if i see barriers in front of me some people are like well we'll just stop we're, we can't do this we can't mm-hmm. do well what can we what can we do mm-hmm. what can we accomplish mm-hmm. with the limited resources so covid is here right now it's yeah. it's we're living it it's something here what can we learn from it mm-hmm. what have you learned from it being you know in the lockdowns in the you know all of these different things what has it taught you mm-hmm. you know it's taught me to appreciate some of the small stuff you see i don't know if you guys have noticed but some of we've had some of the best yards yeah. <laughs> in a long time yeah. that's <laughs> <You know>? true <laughs> my yeah. husband got a lot of honeydew yeah. <laughs> items done <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know yeah. some stuff that we've been putting off for years kind of thing yeah. um but you know it has taught us a lot mm-hmm. about what we need to do but on one thing too it's my thought about this whole covid thing was like really advocating for dollars for the tribe Mm-hmm. Because you have to think about it. Um, it's it's kind of crazy, but you can think about it. It's like okay, so you you us three, we go to Ridoso. We're really severely, you know, ill, you know, stuff like that. And they only have like three beds, two beds. How do they decide, or who did they decide is going to go into those beds? And they have two, let's say, two rich Texans that are there mm-hmm. that are just as ill. Who are they going to choose? Yeah. Yeah. Really, seriously. Hopefully, it would be the eldest person or the most sick or something. <laughs> but yeah. it's going to be the person with money every yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. it's going to yeah. be the person with money. It is, this world's based on services. and yeah. yeah. And so, you know, so we've got to advocate for the goods and services that are needed for our people. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's, you know, one thing that I really think that this COVID stuff has brightened, opened a lot of people's minds. You know, you see mm-hmm. the stories about the Navajo Nation, about their... You know, we've all known about their water issues and, you know, things like that. And the hardships they've, you know, endured, gosh, in this modern time. They still endure. And they still do, you know. And so we're blessed, I think, to have some of the, not as hard as that, but we do have some hardships. Mm -hmm. But we've got to be, like I said, that squeaky wheel in Washington and letting them know that there are services that are still, you know, that our people still need. And so with um, some training and stuff like that, that I, like I said, I've done. I'd like to be that person that um, can be vocal in not just uh, not just this local level, mm-hmm. but in the state level in Santa Fe, but also in federal level too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have that confidence in myself to speak to um, you know Congress people and letting them know about what we need to do. Um, I don't know if you guys know, but I was um, the tribal administrator for you know seven months. And within that seven months, I learned a lot of different Mm -hmm. things and what is, you know, kind of behind the scenes kind of thing and Uh. what was really needed. And 
going, I went to Washington um, one time to, um, you know, talk to some um, people about some issues we were having with um, one of our SAMHSA grants. Uh-huh. And just letting them know what was going on and being able to do that. But I, I have confidence in myself to do stuff like that, you know, to speak to, you know, the higher higher up people and stuff like that. Because they are just people just like you and I. Yeah. You know, and I met some of them in a very personal level, kind of like this. And, you know, they eat, drink water just like everybody else, you know. Yeah. But they need to hear our stories, too. They yep. need to hear some of the things that... um our tribe is lacking, you know, services and things like that. So Yeah. For the average tribal member that might be listening right now and they don't even know what a grant is or how that works, can you kind of sim- explain it to them like in a simple way how that's done? Mm, let's see. Simple way. <laughs> so you go and you apply money or apply for money either state level or national uh-huh. um, on the federal side. So one of the grants that I have is called the New Mexico um, State Prevention Grant. And I go and ask the state for money to do goods and services um, in the community. I have to, this is why I was saying I'm, I have to have a plan put mm-hmm. together. A strategic plan has to be in place mm-hmm. in order for them to give me the money. And so that's accountability on my side. Yeah. You know, so they say, well, you didn't get any of this stuff done. I mean, we gave you, you know, $100,000. And Book, so bookkeeping is very important. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a self-trained <laughs> mm-hmm. um, accountant. I've never went to school, but I know how to mess with budgets. I know about budgets. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, for the past 10 years, I've been the prevention director, um, received grants, several grants. I bring in over million, two million dollars to the tribe mm-hmm. in grants um, for my program. And in order for me to continue to get those grants, I have to know how to manage the grants and stuff. But anyways, I'm going to finish your question. Um, you apply for, for funding through um, the state level. They say, yes. Oh, I like your plan. Um, go ahead. We're going to give you the money. Mm-hmm. And so as long as you do the goods and services that um, you say you're going to do and you give a report back, um, you spend the money that the way you're supposed to, you know, spend money. Because I have people sometimes coming, um, can you sponsor, you know, this or can you do this for this? And I'm like, um, I can't because I have to stay very, um, how would you say, fine-tuned to my strategic plan. I can't mm-hmm. deviate from it. Mm-hmm. So each of my grants has a specific goal, has a specific um, funding amount to do, you know, certain activities. And so I have to be really strict and um, strong with spending money. Yeah. And, you know, for tribal-wise, that's you know, really important in today's date now. You think about, you know, some of the stuff that the tribe is going through is probably really a, a very hardship yeah. with, you know, the casino down for, you know, the months. And that's probably cost us tens of thousands of millions of dollars yeah, kind yeah. of thing, yeah. you know, kind of stuff. And so with grants, I have to be very um, strict with with that, so mm-hmm. with the spending. <clears throat> that's a that's a t- that's a hard skill that you've taught yourself. Oh. Um, <laughs> You seem to be very driven. You have to stay motivated to just keep that energy going every day just to make sure you're staying on top of your, your plan. And the long. What I'm more interested in is your long-term dedication to those goals because mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people don't have that long-term discipline. And, you know, we fall off after maybe a month of trying to do something. Like you're on a workout plan and you can't. But, you know, you're sticking to it for at least your seven-year plan and, um, those skills and stuff that you're demonstrating, I think, would be very effective if you were to get elected and take it into um, those chambers. I don't know how it works when you get in there, but I hope, you know, when you get elected, that you're able to start laying down a lot of these ideas because 
I don't know how anyone can argue against them. They sound really good. Um, you have a lot of experience with it. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's so for anyone who, out there who thinks that the prevention director over here doesn't do anything, <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're listening to this and you realize that she has a lot on her plate. So give her, um, give her some slack, you know. But um, I also am, like I said, blessed with people in my lives that will, <laughs> that help me do things that I need to. I have a staff of five. Um, for a long time, it was just myself and my co um, co partner was um, Eloise Damon. The two of us were the only preventionists for several, several years. Um, I got another grant called the Native Connections, and so I was able to hire three more um, staff members. So that grant ended, but I had applied for um, two other grants, and so I was able to keep those three on to continue work, yeah. you know, and stuff like that. Just like I said, I don't rely on any tribal funds. Um, the tribe, I don't get any funds from the tribal budget, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if I want a job, I have to really work for it. You know, I have to be driven to do that. And so for, you know, for the past, you know, basically 10 years, I have been able to do that and continue applying for grants. Um, but one thing that, um, a lot of people think, well, well, you can apply for grants in, you know, treatment or for this or for that. And I'm, I'm very, um, ethical about grants that I apply for mm-hmm. it has to pertain the work and the expertise that I'm familiar with I can't say oh, I'm going to go ahead and apply for a grant in let's say in treatment because I'm not a counselor yeah you know so I always tell everybody I'm not a counselor I don't do things like that mm-hmm. so but um you know I can help somebody do that I can I can help teach somebody how to research a grant how to you know apply for one um, I've helped several different um, programs when they came to a wall, like they come mm-hmm. to me and ask me, Arduino, how do you um, log on to the federal site? How do you log on to, you know, do these, these different things? And so I would help them, mm-hmm. you know, accomplish that because it, it helps them provide goods and services for the community. Yeah. And so it's, it's, that's how I see it. If somebody comes to me asking me for help for, you know, whatever reason, I only see it as a, a way to help um, keep their, either their program going or helping the goods and services for the community. So, you know, that's what, awesome. What happens if you have to leave? Um, are you going to be able to train somebody up? Because that's a those are big shoes to fill. Oh. Like, there needs to be someone that's just as motivated to take take on that task. Well, I've, I've done, I think, um, a lot of in house training. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, Eloise was there from the beginning. I have other three other staff members, and so I try to put everything on the table. For them, so mm-hmm. they know about the ins and outs, and what are the things that we need to get done, what are the things that we need to accomplish, and so if they know from the budget wise, from scopes of work to um, reporting dates and things like that, we're all on the same page. There's nothing that where I keep everything behind closed doors. So you know, you're running a business here, yeah, and so. you're not taking any funds from the tribe. So you're kind of uh, running this like on your own will, and I, and I think that's incredible, um, but. Oh, I must have. Did I cut you off? Because I was asking about like you have yeah. someone. Yeah, gonna... but the staff, the staff members mm-hmm. are able to step in that role. Yeah. For me, when I was the tribal administrator, they were able to step in that role. Okay. And help, you know, get do the work that needs to be done. Mm-hmm. And so that's, you know, really important. Um, we do what we call monitoring sheets. Mm-hmm. And so they have to follow the monitoring sheets and seeing, um, did we accomplish 
one of the things is doing like traditional um, classes. Mm-hmm. So we have to schedule, you know, four classes throughout the year. So we have to accomplish those things. And they know what it means to do that. I think I've taught them enough to do a lot of pre-planning. Like I said, the strategic planning, they need to know what to do. What are the steps they have to accomplish this? They've got to get, you know, a room situated. They've got to get, you know, flyers out in a, in a good time. They've got to be able to order supplies, you know, all these different things. And so that doesn't take, you know, but it seems like one day, Yeah. but it does. It takes you a long time to get all these different things in order. So I've tried my best to train them to do these type of things, not saying don't rely on me to do all of it. Mm-hmm. You're capable of doing something like this. You're capable of, you know, putting things together. And so that's that's why um, when I said that I had to ask for permission, mm-hmm. <laughs> they were some of the ones that I had to ask for permission for too, you know. Yeah, yeah. Stuff, you gotta so. you gotta step away from um from a complex machine that that you you have a lot of responsibility for. So um kudos to your team for stepping up and allowing you because you definitely got to share a lot of these um, qualities and traits that you have. If you can spread it with the community, because from what I can tell from this short conversation that we have, you have a lot of great qualities that we have to try to, you know, push into that tribal council and just share because what I'm hearing is, is all great. It's all positive. Mm -hmm. I haven't heard you say one negative thing this entire time and everything you're saying, you're backing up with some kind of knowledge or expertise or training and, I think we need we need that. We definitely need at least uh, one or two people in there that have that kind of background <laughs> that you have. But um, are you? Um, well, how do you feel now? Because you know you're gonna you're gonna step away from that environment, and you're running for um, tribal council. You're gonna step into a new environment mm-hmm. where now you'll have how many children? Mm-hmm. You have five, six thousand children, maybe. <laughs> you know, to <laughs> one of the things that I've always I've people say, oh, you should run for council. You should run for council. You know, five, six years ago, kind of mm-hmm. thing. And at that time, I would say, um, I can barely handle my family's <laughs> issues. I don't know if I can handle a tribe's issues. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So that's so, what made you wait till now? Yeah, well. You weren't ready? I wasn't ready. I didn't feel I was ready. Okay. Enough, you know. And so, but now, um, all my kids are all grown. I, mm-hmm. You know, I do have my grandkids. But like I said, I have a very great support system. Mm-hmm. Um. I feel that I can move on to a new level of a new challenge. Mm-hmm. And I see it as that, as a new challenge. What can I really do? I want to look back in, let's say, two years and say, did I make a difference? What were some of the things that I lacked? Well, I wasn't very good on time management, you know, mm-hmm. or I let this go. Or I let that go. Well, you know what? So that's going to teach me to be more stricter on, you know, like I said, time management or um, getting something else worked on kind mm-hmm. of thing. So you, it teaches whatever you do, teaches you a lot of what you can, you can look back and say, okay, I can do better. I want to be a person who can say, you know, I want to do better. And the skills that I've learned over the past 20 years have really, I guess, put me in this spot, this time, yeah. time spot, you know, kind of thing. Um, a couple of years ago, I said, yeah, I think I'll go ahead and run for um, tribal council, but it didn't happen. And so one of the things I was a board of trustee member for a health organization organization called Kanama Health and it's a Northern New Mexico um, health foundation and they hand out small grants, five thousand, ten thousand dollars to communities. And so I was a part of that and I got to see how they work and what some of the things that they, you know, do in in um, communities and so I was really 
Well, one of the um, meetings that we had, a young gentleman was there. And he was running for city council in uh, Albuquerque. And he was like 19 years old. Oh, wow. And I was like, you're 19 <laughs> and you want to do, you want to tackle on something like the city council kind of thing. And he says, well, and if I want to make a difference in my community, I need to get out there. I need to be that per- person and get out there. And so, you know, I, I said, you know, 19 years old. I've been thinking about it for, you know, six, seven years now. Yeah. Okay, it's time, time to stop thinking about it and do something about it. You yeah. know? And so that's why I said, okay, I'm going to throw my, my hat in the ring. My I had two brothers also run. Um, Jeremy Comanche. Mm-hmm. He's run. And then my uh, I had another brother, um, Dwayne. And he, he's on the school board. And so both of them put their, their names in there. And I'm like, you know what? I'm... I think I'm. I can do that too. I'm yeah. gonna go ahead and just you know see how it goes and just put my name in and and see how where the the hat you know falls. I, I like that quality about you. You kind of you. I mean, I know you have confidence and I know you have confidence in yourself, but you're not so quick to just throw yourself out there like that. You're kind of hesitant. I think that's a good trait to have, you know. Um, but so I, mean, I definitely respect it about you. You're humble, you know. You're but. I think you're ready. <laughs> I think yeah. you've been ready for a while. So I'm glad you're running. Um, no, something that I really like about you too is that you hold yourself accountable. And it's hard for us to do. It's a hard, it's a hard trait to pick up holding yourself accountable. I have trouble holding myself accountable. Mm-hmm. Um, it's easy for me to miss something and just be like, oh, it's all right. I, you know. But holding yourself accountable is one of the hardest things. And I think you're doing, you do a good job of it. Um, I don't know if that's a skill you picked up in a training somewhere, but it's something that I noticed um, during this, this conversation. But I guess you kind of have to, you know, with with the type of responsibilities that you have, and talking about all your trainings and all the places you've been, your resume is stacked. You have a big resume. You've done. You've been around. You've you've done a lot. You've traveled. Um, I I don't know what else to say. You know, you're ready. I, I hope that this podcast uh, reaches as many people as possible because I didn't have any idea of these things about you. <laughs> I just knew you were um, in charge of the prevention program. Mm-hmm. And still, you know, now hearing all this stuff that you, that you're, I didn't even know that this wasn't even provided, any help was, wasn't provided by the tribe. Mm-hmm. I thought Mescalero helped provide that. And that's a big, that's a big detail to miss. Yeah. So I hope this podcast reaches as many people as possible because it's very, um, very interesting so far. Yeah. Uh, you have anything you want to throw in, Chris? You were talking earlier. So you, when you finally decided to put your name in the hat, what was going through your mind then? What was, what was your main reason? <clears throat> I have um, some strong mentors in my life. Yeah. You know, um, people, ladies that have taught me to be strong, um, have guided me when I thought I was weak. And they were just like, no, this is just something that's teaching you something. Mm-hmm. Um, my godmother, my, my Apache mom, her name is Sita, Sita Shanta. And when I would be going through some time, hard times and stuff like that, she'd come in, just just somehow pop up in my life that like I'd see her at ELA uh-huh. and she'd be sitting there and she'd be like, how are you doing? And, you know, I'd say, oh, well, I'm struggling a little bit about something. And she goes, you'll be okay. You're fine. You know, she'd give me such strong, encouraging words without even knowing what the issue is. Yeah. But somehow she would, you know, give me that encouragement and make me feel really strong and feel really good. And so I've had women like her, um, you know, influence me. And give me push, just a little bit of push, not a shove, (laughs) but a good push to where I could handle it and be okay and move on to the next step and move on to the next challenge kind of thing and be able to to see some of the um, 
the challenges in my life that are more life lessons. And that's what I tell my kids, you know, whatever they're going through, whatever struggles they're going through, it's only a lesson mm -hmm. to make you stronger. You know, it's only something that is going to be, you're going to look back at it and say, you know, I did it or I came through with whatever that challenge is. I am not one who is immune to hardships here on the reservation. Mm -hmm. I, I've had every hardship you could think about. You know, I lost my son when he was only 19, and I did not think I would be able to move on. Mm -hmm. um, two weeks afterwards, I was sitting with my husband, and I said, you know, it's only been two weeks. How am I supposed to live for the rest of my life without him? You know, and somehow I'm, I'm here. It's six yeah. years mm -hmm. later. Yeah. <laughs> you know, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. And then you look back at it, and you say, what are these things that are teaching us, and how are you going to be able to be um, a stronger person because yeah. of some of the challenges that you're going through. You know, even you think about some of the college experiences that you've had or, you know, some of the loss of a job or, you know, something like that. What what did it teach you? you yeah. know? Well, if, if you don't make it in tribal council, I hope you hold like some kind of seminars and stuff <laughs> and you help us out because that mindset yeah. is so powerful. You could be a life coach. <laughs> you could, yeah. I mean, the things that you talk about you've gone through, I mean, and, you know, losing a son and, now you're running for um, tribal council. Like these things that you've overcome is amazing to me. And I'm very intrigued. I talk about in all these episodes about how that mindset works because it's kind of a gift, you know. Um, you know, I'm sure you weren't, the, the you know, the day you started learning how to talk and think that wasn't on your mind. But um, I feel like even though you have those tools and you can provide them, not everybody wants to learn them. Mm -hmm. And that's what's hard is like, how do you get people to want to think like you? You can't. It's just not everybody has that, you know, desire. That mindset you have is so powerful. It is. And I just, I don't know, hope I can steal a little bit from you whenever you, you put on your, your seminar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for that. I appreciate yeah. that. That's something that I am. Um... Do you read books on it? No, no, you just kind of. No. I, I actually have one that's sitting on my my beating table right now. It's mm -hmm. called Leadership. Oh, okay. And I've tried to get into reading it and stuff like that. Um, one of the things too is learning about how Western society has really dominated mm -hmm. Native American communities. Yeah. And what you have to do to fight against that, and mm -hmm. how you you know racism stuff. Yeah. You know, um, just just a whole lot of different things that come in the the teachings that i've like i said i've i've um gone to mm -hmm. um done the hncp i've done the leadership lincoln that was a very big um eye-opener to see a lot of businesses in lincoln county and what mm -hmm. they do and how they you know run um you know things like that like i said i was a self-taught <laughs> accountant mm -hmm. i did not go to school for accounting but i know how to do budgets and i know what it means to you know, balance a budget and keep within, you know, the funds. And like I said, for the past 10 years, I've been able to manage, oh, you know, large dollar um, grants for me. Um, I The smallest one I manage is 100000 Um I have five altogether. Wow. You know, so, but being accountable for them. And in order for me to be accountable, that means that I can get more funding for the community. Mm -hmm. I had one grant that was just so challenging. It was really just, it was a, do I really want this money? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, kind of thing. And I had to sit down, move away from the whole issue of it uh -huh. and say, okay, this isn't about me. 
it's about the people that I'm going to serve. Yeah. It's not about what I'm going to be benefiting from this because I really didn't benefit a whole lot. You know, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I got a little bit of a salary, but the money that comes back into my community is greater than anything that I would ever receive. Right. That perspective yeah. is yeah. powerful. You know, yeah. so I had to say, okay, you know, just deal with what, yeah. <laughs> with this issue, whatever is going on and move on and, you know, and yeah. okay, do what they ask you, even if it was, cause it was one of the budging is- issues and say, okay, I need for you to tell me how much pens are, how much a paperclip is. And I'm yeah. like, seriously? Oh, they yeah. go that far? With <laughs> yeah. The, yeah, and the details, yeah, yeah. Yeah. you know? And I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> I'll do it then, you know? Because it means that the money is coming into my community. And yeah. It's going to be yeah. beneficial, so. Did um did you have like a booth and stuff set up during, what was like a week or two ago? We asked yeah, Danny about it. A couple weeks ago, I think. Did you oh, run for the, the yeah. early? Mm-hmm. Or? Yeah, well, I was with my brother. Oh, okay. We tag team. Oh, nice. <laughs> we need to have your brother yeah. on. We'll have... Jeremy? Yeah, we need to have Jeremy on the podcast. Yeah. If you're oh, listening, Jeremy. Yeah, we'd yeah. love to. Yeah, let's he's, get you he's on. He's very smart when it comes to some things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you pick his brain and he's <laughs> you'll be like blown away. But I like to sit there and listen to him sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and just really pick and, his brain too. So. And real quick, that goes for anybody that, you know, wants to be heard. Just hit us up. Um, Ardina simply sent us a message and here we are. So uh, if anybody wants to come on, just, you know, reach out and here we can have a good conversation like this. Um, what... What was some of the questions that people were, were people kind of coming to you with asking you what you would do for them or did they have any concerns or is there anything that stood out to you during that day? Well, people were asking me, what's my agenda? Mm -hmm. And I didn't have agenda. I don't have an agenda. All I would like to do is help, you know, my community, my, my, my tribe with the things that I've learned. Mm -hmm. And like I said, with my facilitation skills, with my strategic planning skills, those things, those I see as a benefit to the tribe. Yeah. And I would like to use it on a bigger scale. Yes, I can do, you know, my programming and, you know, things like that. But I'd like to move on to the next level, which is the the council, which reaches the greater, you know, our tribal membership. Yeah. And so that was something that, um, that, w- that came up was what kind of agenda do you have? Okay. And, you know, that's kind of more people yeah. just what want to know is this kind of why you're there, I guess, yeah. basically. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing was um, the language. You know, mm-hmm. if you, this is part of the, one of the trainings that I do is um, historical trauma. Mm-hmm. And I am a very limited Apache speaker, mm-hmm. you know, and it's not by choice. You know, nobody who, who, who would love to learn more about your language. It's not your choice, basically, to really um, not be fluent. Mm-hmm. If we had probably more speakers, um, things like that, it is and every generation it's lost. But there are reasons why we're not fluent speakers. OK, so if you think about yourselves and your own parents and things like that, what my dad is a fluent speaker. And back in the 70s, when, um, you know, when he was going to school in high school and when he came home, there was it was a whole different world. Mm -hmm. And so when when I was born, he wanted, you know, a good for me. He wanted me to not experience some of the hardships that he experienced. Mm -hmm. And so that meant language. Part of that was his language. And so he won. He instilled school into us. He wanted us to graduate um, he takes pride in saying that, you know, of his 12 kids, I believe three of us have not graduated. Emmy and Noah are of those two, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because Noah's, you know, still in high school. Oh, you know, oh, Emmy's, okay. <laughs> Emmy's in the sixth, seventh grade, I believe. <laughs> yeah. So, but he takes pride in all yeah. of his kids, you know, have yeah. graduated high school. That is a big accomplishment. 
And so he's instilled that in us and in, in getting that accomplished. But when I was growing up, the, he did not speak the Apache language to me in um, like a daily verse kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and that was because he wanted me to be successful in what we would call the, in quote, Western world. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, through throughout his lifetime, though, I could say that he's had that paradigm shift. Uh-huh. He says, you know, he understands that he needs to talk more in Apache. And so yeah. my younger generation of brothers and sisters have that. There was a, at that time, though, there were different requirements that he felt like you needed. Mm-hmm. The times change. And now that recognition of language loss is here now. And so I think there's just different like demands that that the times that we're in just yeah. kind of put on to us. But yeah. um, I don't think it's necessarily like he did you wrong. You know? Oh, no, I don't see it as wrong. Yeah. It's the, it's learning about your past and learning about what some of the decisions that he made mm-hmm. was for the benefit of, of me. At you the know? time. Yeah, at the time. The best. Yeah. 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 And so, you know, like I said, he's he's had that whole paradigm shift and he knows that he should talk more. Mm-hmm. He's not as uh, afraid or not. Um, not let's say afraid, but um, forthcoming with you know saying stuff and more Apache too. At that time, it was not something that we really we only spoke English mm-hmm. in in our household, and so now he's more comfortable with it. You can hear him talking to my younger brothers and sisters, um, you know, or um, and and just having that okay feeling, you yeah, know, to do that. So okay, uh, we talked we talked about important issues. We talked about housing, financial, language. What would you say is an important issue that you're going to face in tribal council in Mescalero? Yeah. Instead so, of saying this is wrong with the the council, this is wrong with yeah. this is this is not what they're not doing, this is not what they're accomplishing. Um, I'd like to see and say, you know what? I'd like to offer, um, you know, like I said, my 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 training, uh-huh. the things that I've learned, um, and your values. my open my open mind, my values, you know, things like that. I'm just, you know, that's what I have to offer, and that's what I want to use. For the benefit of the tribe. Not everybody wants to be a leader. Yeah. You know, you sometimes you people are saying, I'm fine with just being, you know, the, the worker bee. Right. And so, you know, that's great. You need those workers bees to right. accomplish a lot of things. But you also need somebody to stand up for some of the things that you see or you accomplish. That's one of the big things that I, I think I'm um, a goal or not a goal, but a thing that I have to offer is that I come from very humble beginnings. Mm-hmm. I'm a hard worker. If I see something that needs to be accomplished, then I'm going to try my best to get it done. Um, I don't like to sit around and watch people work. You mm-hmm. know, I will get in there and do the work myself. Um, I have not, like I said, I have come from, you know, very humble beginnings and things like that. I, Not many people know, but I've lived in a teepee twice oh, wow. <laughs> in wow. my lifetime. Yeah. You know, I mean, I've. I don't have, you know, riches or anything like that, but I do work hard. Yeah. And that's what I expect of people too. You know, if if I can do it and I come from the res, whatever, you know, I can see people can do that too. It's not hard. It's, it's sometimes you just have to sacrifice, you know, and, and make goals for yourself, you know, things yeah. like that. So I'd like, I'd like to highlight too that, um, you know, how you ask your family, you know, and you consider like your workers, your family and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like if you were, if you could run, I think that's a great trait to bring. You know, you do value family, but yet you know how to stay fair and you know how to stay strict to what what the mission is. You know, you had those grants and people were asking you for for money and stuff. And I'm sure it was very hard to say no. But keeping that that goal in mind for the better, I think that's also a good trait to have. Yeah. 
that you bring to the table. It's just knowing, you know, your values, but being able to put your foot down mm-hmm. at the same time. I'm excited for you. I really yeah. am. I'm <laughs> excited. I think this podcast is perfect because you can hear your passion in the things that you're talking about. You would never be able to hear that in a letter. Yeah. You know, how many different yeah. tones can people <laughs> read a letter in and stuff? Yes. And Our Facebook yeah. post. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I love doing these podcasts too because yeah. I get to learn more about you. And like I said, I didn't know any of those things that you're talking about, you know, with that pertain to your job. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know, like I said, the whole tribal fund thing still blowing my mind. I was like, <laughs> Mescalera is not supporting that <laughs> prevention program. Mm-hmm. And it's, but you know, all these things that you brought out and brought to light is going to be great. And I think anyone who listens to this would be, crazy to still not like you after this you know it's i I love where you're coming from you're very humble um you're very skilled and i and i wish you the best in 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 your campaign i I hope this podcast um supports you in in the best way that possibly can even if some people don't care for me or don't like me i would welcome the the constructive criticism yeah if there's something that i'm not getting out there in the right way or i don't you know didn't mention it or something like that Mm -hmm. That's part of the training that I've learned, too, is that you accept, you know, criticism, uh-huh. but it's it's in a where in a way where you use it to benefit you to grow, to yeah. be a better person. If somebody's saying, well, you know, um, you're not really talking about, you know, dogs uh-huh. kind of thing. Well, I didn't hear anything. You say anything about the animals on the reservation. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't know if it was a, an issue. So yeah. if you're telling me that's something that needs to be looked into, then let's, by all means, let's, let's do it, mm-hmm. you know, and stuff like that. So you've, you've got this, um, personality to you. That's like, you can tell if you're cornered, you'll, you'll fight back, but it's just there, you know, and just, you know, I'm trying to read you and, and get a feel for you now. <laughs> and it's not, you're not, it's not like you're not approachable. You're very open. And I think you're very particular in what you're saying, which is great. You know, I, I love that you're, um, very uh, well well spoken, and it's it's a, it's a it's interesting to, to talk to you and get to know you right now because <laughs> you know I haven't got, ever got to sit down and talk with you like this before. Mm-hmm. You know, it just I just know you work at the prevention program and stuff. So, um, mm-hmm. is there is there anything that you want to bring up before we start wrapping things? Are there issues that you think? Um, you no, could- but I did. I had asked. Um, I don't know if you've done this, but, but um, I asked my kids to write something mm-hmm. about me. Okay. Um, I said, what was something that you would like people to know about your mother? Mm-hmm. And so um, I think two of my kids answered me back, but <laughs> <laughs> let me see. And I had one more question too after I don't Go ahead. So I'm going to read something from my my daughter. And I that's why I said, I said, well, what would be something you would like, you would want people to know about your mother? And so she wrote me back. She said, my mom's prayers are powerful. Okay. And so I said, okay, thanks. And she goes, um, because I told her I was doing the podcast today. Mm -hmm. And she said, oh, okay, well, well, she said, well, something else. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. She said, something I would want people to know about my mother, that there's no love like my mother's love. My mother's love is endless, um, not changing for all time when needed by her children. A depth of love sometimes unspoken. Wow. Her heart is filled with care. With Christ as her example, her Savior's love, she'll share. I love I love you, Mom. What's wow. her name? Blair. How old is she? 27. 27. Thank yeah. you, Blair, awesome. for that for that yeah. message. And then, let me see. Lily. So, she says, Lately, I haven't been around her a lot, but I know she tries her absolute best for her family and her kids. Uh, she is outgoing, nice, energetic, and friendly. Friendly kind of person. That was my... 
my other my other daughter I call Lily. Lily and yeah. Lily is how old? She is twenty. Okay. Thank you for your message, Lily. Yeah. And great. Great messages. Let me see. Well, I asked Cullen, but he's probably <laughs> probably <laughs> still playing escape. <laughs> <laughs> and Okay, yeah, she said she responded. But yeah, so I wanted something from my kids. That's awesome. That yeah. Maybe we can say. start incorporating that a little bit more in some yeah. of these episodes. Yeah. That's great. Do you have a slogan for running for council? I was thinking about that because I heard you um, oh, when yeah. you were doing Danny's. With yeah. Danny's. And you said, well, we're going to call this, um, what is it, quality improvement or Improving something? Improving the quality oh, of life. Quality. Cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll try to get that in everybody's head. On the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So I guess asking you that, you're listening to me. How, what type of impression did I, I give I to say you? I using your skills in a positive way to better mescalera or something like that. I wanted to include something about your perspective because your perspective is really strong. It's just, you know, how you view your problems and, and got over them, mm-hmm. that mindset. So uh, maybe we can't come up with one right now on the spot. But if you can uh, include something about your perspective or bringing your skills to the table. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think we could think of something. Let's think of something right now. <laughs> well, I, that's Let's, what I'm like. I don't know yeah. you two. Yeah. I mean, basically, I when I was actually um, a teacher to Blue when he oh, was in yeah. first grade. Oh, yeah. I yeah. don't even think he probably remembers. <sighs> I don't remember. But, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, but I was your teaching assistant when you yeah. went to school in, in Muscular. I think it was first grade. And then now we're sitting here. Okay. Yeah. So it was. It's awesome to see you grow into a nice, <laughs> nice gentleman here. Uh, trying it's, to trying to uh, smoothen out. <laughs> <laughs> and yourself, you know, I mean, you don't know who I am. You know, yeah. we live, we live in I the know, same we road. Live like a couple miles, away, not even a mile away. Yeah, here, maybe two miles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I live here in Carrizo. This is where I call home, uh-huh. um, Carrizo. And I've lived here all my life. I've actually, um, you know, lived here when it was a dirt road. Oh, really? Carissa was a dirt road. Yeah. We, myself and my uncle were probably the only two people on in this canyon for a long time. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Palmer Loop popped up and then Pena and then, you know, Carissa Trails. But living here in, in, in this time... Um, it, it's really humbling for myself to to see um, great things like yourselves, mm-hmm. like you're the gentlemen that are here. And, and that's something that I also, um, I'm very proud of learning about um, people who are doing great things too. Uh-huh. You know, you hear, you don't really hear a lot of um, some of the good things that are um, a lot of our tribal younger generations are doing. That mm-hmm. the Some of their um, ideas and things and stuff like that. Um, one of the things that I, I guess I could say is that um, <clears throat> at my son's services, I talked about, you know, some of the things that um, that youth are um, involved with and things and what they would like to do. And I told them, I said, I'm always going to be an advocate for my community. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's what the, I, I guess my slogan would be that is that yeah. I'm an advocate for advocate my community. Advocate for the community. Yeah. yeah that's like very that, strong. You know, know advocate for the community. Yes. 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 That would be, I would accept that. <laughs> yeah. All right. That'd be the yeah. name of this episode then. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. So but that's, that's, cool. that's where I would like to, to get that, that message across and use that. So. Okay. We have yeah. anything else for her? Um, I think that's all I could think of right now. I mean, you said, you said it all, you said it all great. <laughs> Is there anything it was else you very want, you good. Want to, say yeah. to the listeners that, um, no, just the, be careful the, and, you know, stay, stay safe out there. Um, please get out and vote. Even though there's, you know, still a little, you know, uneasiness and in, in different things, but everybody take the precautions that they need to do. Yeah. Um, I believe the election committee will come out to to them if they request, you know, a ballot, and they'll mm-hmm. do, you know, home services and things like that too. Oh, so, yeah. 
um, just get out there and, and vote. And I appreciate everyone's vote. And if there's something else that you need for me to speak on or would like for me to, you know, address or, you know, if I didn't cover, you know, a lot of stuff, <laughs> which I, I know I didn't. But, um, you know, this was just an introduction to yeah. really get to know who I am and see, you know, some of the, the experiences, my life experiences um, to benefit the tribe. So, And just so everyone's aware, um, we when we have these conversations, you know, maybe we didn't ask the same questions that we asked Danny and stuff, but that's all we're that's all we're doing. We're just having mm-hmm. a, just a positive conversation. Um, there's no agenda here, really. Mm-hmm. Um, with with Danny, we had questions on our mind because you know he was um, a he was a president before, and so that that conversation just happened differently. Mm-hmm. And we just let these conversations happen. We don't come here with questions pre written. This none of this is pre scripted and stuff. So whatever conversation we have, that's kind of you know what we're going to put out to the people. So we apologize if there's Issues that this isn't really too much of a political platform either. You know, this this isn't something that we're trying to use for one candidate for another. This is just, you know, kind of a positive uh, place that someone can come and talk. And, you know, Danny and Ardina have come on so far and they're candidates for our tribal council. And um, whatever conversation happens, happens. And we apologize if we missed, you know, a big topic that everybody wants to hear about. Because <laughs> I'm sure people are out there like, why didn't they talk about this? Or why didn't they talk about yeah. that? Hey, we're sorry. You know, this is this is just how it comes out, and I hope I hope people at least were able to hear your voice, where you're coming from. They know who you are for sure now. So um, I think it was a great episode. Yeah, uh, I don't have anything else. You? I think that's it. Yeah. Anything else from you? No, Last I just up? really appreciate mm-hmm. that that you guys do this, you know, type of thing. And um, like you said, it, I can't get all this on one letter. It probably <laughs> been a, a novel, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but I appreciate it, and you know, say thank you for everyone, and um, just grateful that i have my family um you know thankful the lord blesses me every day with what i have um the struggles that i i have also you know and things mm-hmm. and, and just really happy to to live and work here in muscularo so yeah. thank you guys we definitely didn't want want to have you on here again maybe like in six months after you've been on council you know maybe uh yeah maybe uh, a little touch cool to bring, yeah. bring you back at, on the show after you get elected for <laughs> the <Jabba> council <laughs> thank you i appreciate that we're, yep we're well, putting it in the environment that's what i'm hoping yeah. for <laughs> Put it in the atmosphere. Yes. Um, but yeah, so if you'd like to come on again, that'd be great. Uh, you're a great speaker. <laughs> Thank we, you. We might need another uh, host. Yeah. <laughs> you're too good, too good of a Substitute guest. Substitute for you when you can't make it up. Okay. <laughs> that's I'm here, good. Chris. <laughs> and you are second female that's been on, a uh, tribal member? I right? think so. Yeah, because yeah, we, yeah. yeah, we had Salem. So that's good. We finally had another. Yeah, we, need we, more need more females. we need more females on the show. Any female <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so, for your time, Ardina. We're yeah, going to roll into 10 our, questions. What's the slogan again? Ardina Orozco. Advocate. Advocating for the community. Advocate for Mescalero. Ad- or advocate for the community. Okay. Ardina Orozco, advocate for the community. Yeah. All right. So the way we ended this show we is, um, I don't know if you heard 10 fun questions of the rest. Have you heard that? Um, I didn't get to finish Danny's, but go ahead. Okay. Mm-hmm. So how, how we do this is uh, we just have 10 fun questions of the rest. No right or wrong answer. Whatever pops in your head. Uh you can answer them the way you want. Okay? Okay. So you ready? Here we go. Uh, first question. East LA or Old Road? Mm, East LA. Windows or Broken Arrow? Mm, depends on what I'm eating, but <laughs> Wendell's, I guess. Uh, hunting or fishing? Fishing. Okay. Travel store or Casino Apache Travel Center store? Travel store. Uh, Club 49 or actual Feast 49? Oh. Okay, so if you go back to what the 49 was, really, Uh is socializing, that part I really like. Yeah. So if you teach younger generation about what social means, 
Uh-huh. And th- you don't include the alcohol, you know, things like that. The whole meaning behind the 49, that's what I like. Nice. We, probably, I just, we could do a whole podcast on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I was young, my dad would take me. Uh-huh. And just the whole social part of it. Wow. The whole hmm. thing that with it, that I just remember, have some really good memories of just dancing mm-hmm. with people. That's awesome. So. Okay. Uh, stuffed fry bread or fry bread with a bowl of chili? Fry bread with a bowl of chili. My favorite thing about Mescalero is? The people. The people. Awesome. I am most thankful for? My family. Uh, favorite holiday? Hmm. I have a lot, so <laughs> that's hard. Christmas. Christmas. I am Ardina, and I love to sew. To sew. Awesome. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That's uh, 10 fun questions of the res, and that was Ardina Orozco, advocate for the community. Give it up one more time. And thank you for listening. We'll talk to you all next time on Riding on the Wall Podcast. Mescalero. As you probably know by now, you're listening to a podcast. You get a chance for some of the unique stories out there um, to be heard and, if anything, inspire our community.